Folks, Ben Micellis, Karen Friedman, Agnifilo here with a big breaking news alert. The Colorado Supreme Court, by a four to three vote, has held that former President Donald Trump is disqualified from holding future office, and therefore Trump cannot be on the presidential ballot in Colorado based on the United States Constitution's 14th Amendment Section 3 Disqualification Clause. However, the ruling is temporarily stayed until January 4th, and I believe this will give some time to Donald Trump and his legal team to try to appeal this to the United States Supreme Court. More on that a little bit later in this video. But let's go to this bombshell order that a lot of people did not believe that the Colorado Supreme Court, even if the criteria under 14th Amendment Section 3 was met, that they would actually vote to disqualify Donald Trump and rule that way. Indeed, in a four to three decision, they did. So here's how I want to break this down for everybody. I want to spend a few minutes going through the decision and reading you the highlights. I just went through the 133-page order. Uh, with Karen Friedman Agnifilo, and then Karen, then I'm going to toss it to you to get your analysis, former top district attorney at the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, to have your view on this is incredible. So let's go through it, folks. The first page of this order, don't worry, I'm not going to go through every page. We're going to go through just the highlights here, but this is a big one where it says, in this appeal from a district court proceeding, meaning a state court district court proceeding under the Colorado Election Code, the Colorado Supreme Court considers whether former President Donald Trump may appear on the Colorado Republican presidential primary ballot in 2024. A majority of the court holds that Donald Trump is disqualified from holding the office of president under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Because he is disqualified, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot. The court stays its ruling until January 4th, 2024, subject to any further appellate proceedings. And there, they're talking about an appeal that Donald Trump will almost certainly take to the United States Supreme Court. Now, there were a few fundamental issues that had to be resolved. First, whether Colorado's election legislation, the election code, made this a judiciable issue before the Colorado courts. Here, the Colorado Supreme Court said yes. Once the Colorado Supreme Court said this is something that can be adjudicated in the state, they went on to the 14th Amendment Section 3 analysis, and they stated what the 14th Amendment Section 3 states. And I'll just read it to you very quickly. Section 3 provides no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath, as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress 
may by a vote of two thirds of each house remove such disability. Now, the lower court, the district court judge, the state court judge found, yes, Donald Trump engaged in insurrection, but he was not an officer of the United States. So that issue went on to appeal. The petitioners seeking to remove Donald Trump says he engaged in insurrection and he is an officer of the United States. Donald Trump's lawyers argued he did not engage in insurrection. He's not an officer of the United States, and he never took an oath to support the United States Constitution, claiming that the oath Trump took is somehow a different oath. That was the issue to be resolved by the Colorado Supreme Court. And the Colorado Supreme Court looked at this and said, and this is what they said on page eight and page nine, they said, We do not reach these conclusions lightly. We are mindful of the magnitude and weight of the questions now before us. We are likewise mindful of our solemn duty to apply the law without fear or favor and without being swayed by public reaction to the decisions that the law mandates we reach. We are also cognizant that we travel in unchartered territory and that this case presents several issues of first impression. But for our resolution of the elector's challenge under the election code, the secretary would be required to include Donald Trump's name on the 2024 presidential primary ballot. Therefore, to maintain the status quo pending any review by the U.S. Supreme Court, we stay our ruling until January 4th, 2024, the day before the secretary's deadline to certify the content of the presidential primary ballot. If review is sought in the Supreme Court before the stay expires on January 4th, 2024, then the stay shall remain in place and the secretary will continue to be required to include Trump's name on the 2024 primary ballot until the receipt of any order or mandate from the Supreme Court. And then if you go to paragraph five, still on page eight, the sum of all of these parts, the sum of the analysis here is that Donald Trump is disqualified from holding office of the president under section three. And because he is disqualified, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the secretary to list him as a candidate on the primary ballot. Uh, The Supreme Court goes through the procedural history of the case on a section on page 49, the Colorado Supreme Court uh, finds that the disqualification clause of the 14th Amendment, section three, uh, is self-enforcing. The disqualification provision of section three attaches without congressional action. On page 70, the Colorado Supreme Court finds that the presidency is an office under the United States. In other words, they reverse the lower court ruling, finding that Trump was not an officer of the United States or the presidency is not an officer of the United States. And here the Colorado Supreme Court looked at the text of the 14th Amendment, Section 3, where it talks about officers. They view that as a catch-all to include the president and vice president. They also go through the uh, history of the Reconstruction Statute that is the 14th Amendment, Section 3. Turning to page 96, there is then a finding by the Colorado Supreme Court that Donald Trump engaged in insurrection. They talk about all of his conduct, his social media posts, his speech, 
his cooperation with terrorist groups like the Proud Boys and the Three Percenters and uh, all of the insurrectionist groups and Donald Trump's support of them. They then go on to say that Donald Trump's speech on January 6th, I should mention the Oath Keepers as well, Trump's speech on January 6th was not protected by the First Amendment. This is not a uh, protected First Amendment speech to engage in this conspiracy to try to overthrow the results of the election. And there you have it. Then there were a few uh, dissenting judges. Remember, it was a four to three decision here. And the dissenting judges came out with different reasons why they think Trump should not be disqualified, all kind of on technical grounds. But I just want to say, wow, wow, wow. So that is an abbreviated version of the 133-page order that I just read with Karen. So Karen, I want to turn it over to you on the analysis part of this. How big is this? Any surprises here? What do you think happens next? So just with the caveat that this is north of 130 pages and I'm still digesting it, um, this is where we are with this information. First of all, this is huge. This is, you cannot understate what a massive ruling this is. There are other states where this is also, where they are also trying to disqualify Donald Trump from the ballot. And this is the first state, uh, you know, similar lawsuits. I think it's like Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire. Uh, they've all been trying to do something similar. This is the first state to say that Donald Trump is disqualified from holding office. And if you recall, that this comes from uh, ratification of the 14th Amendment um, after the Civil War. Uh, the 14th Amendment was, the Constitution, I'm sorry, was ratified after the Civil War uh, with the 14th Amendment saying, officials who take an oath to support the Constitution are banned from future office if they, quote, engaged in insurrection. Um, the wording is obviously vague. It doesn't explicitly uh, mention the presidency. And, you know, there have been lots of, uh, litigation surrounding what type of finding has to be made. Do you have to be convicted, for example? Does there have to be a court finding that you engaged in an insurrection? Or is it enough? Uh, is it enough just to allege it based on the conduct there? And so there's been a lot of discussion about that, as well as does this apply to the president? Because if you remember, um, that there was a lower court ruling judge, I think her name is Wallace, Sarah Wallace, I believe was her name. She's the, the, um, the lower court ruling where she gave a very lengthy ruling where she held that absolutely Trump engaged in an insurrection, but that this doesn't apply to the presidency. And she said that basically, number one, uh, courts have the authority to enforce Section 3 of the 14th Amendment without congressional action, uh, and that he engaged in an insurrection, but that it did not apply to the presidency. She said Section 3 enumerates several offices uh, that could be counted as that it would apply to, but not the president. And the presidential oath is worded slightly differently from the oath of the office that the other enumerated enumerated officers that the 14th Amendment Section 3 applies to. Um, and that the and so because the oath is different and because it doesn't specifically list the president, um, the broad phrase that it does 
list in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment that says officers of the United States was not intended to include the presidency. Well, the Colorado Supreme Court agreed with her findings that they could do this, that it uh, that President Trump engaged in an insurrection, but not that it applied to the presidency. And it was interesting uh, that they say it does. And look, a lot of legal scholars have come out uh, since Judge Wallace's decision and um, have have ruled, you know, that or have said, I should say, in in detail that it absolutely does apply to the president. That it doesn't make any sense that it wouldn't apply to the president. And you know, of course, he takes an oath. It might might be slightly different, but it's still an oath to uphold uh, the Constitution of the United States. Um, so this is a hu huge ruling. Like, I mean, this, there's no way to say that this is anything but one of the bigger rulings so far. And we'll see if that will impact other states to follow suit. There's always, you know, it's always hard to go first. Um, but this is also definitely going to the United States Supreme Court. And either side would have appealed, I, I would um, I be I'd venture to guess either side would appeal to the United States Supreme Court, depending on how this went. So, and because Colorado has uh, has the requirement that the ballots all have to be set by, I think January fifth. Right, this is important, and that's why the Colorado Supreme Court stayed it until January fourth to give the parties an opportunity to file with the Supreme Court and see what they'll do. And I am certain that both sides were ready with their paperwork and their uh, writ of certiorari, which is what what it's called when you make an application to the United States Supreme Court and ask them to hear a case. I am certain that they both sides have it ready to go um, because this has been fully briefed, fully argued. And and they knew that this had to be done by January 5th. And, uh, and so I'm sure we will see a filing, if not tonight, tomorrow from, uh, from Trump where they will um, ask them to rule, you know, to review it, to expedite it. And the fact that this was a four to three ruling and there's dissents, I think almost certainly guarantees that Supreme Court will take the case because uh, they weren't in agreement, right? This was a seven court decision, um, seven judge decision, and the full court wasn't fully in agreement. They'll probably take it anyway, but when there, whenever there's a, um, a split or 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 a dissent that really opens the door um, for for the Supreme Court to take the case and to rule and and see what they decide. Absolutely fascinating um, that that the Supreme Court has done that the Colorado Supreme Court has done this, and I think we need to we need to stay tuned, right, and see if he actually is on the ballot or not in Colorado and these other states. So. Ben? Well, Karen, I think that one of the things here as well is this forces the hand of the United States Supreme Court in a different way. I think they'd probably be less likely to grant a certiorari if Donald Trump remained on the ballot and they could have just exercised a doctrine called judicial abstention. But right now it's kind of forced in a, in a different way, and it poses a major constitutional question. So for those who are kind of curious about, wait, this is the Colorado Supreme Court. Why does the United States Supreme Court then have anything to do with it? Ultimately, where a state 
ruling, even at the highest court level, can run into conflict with federal law. Here, 14th Amendment, Section 3, right? The United States Constitution and its interpretation. That is where the United States Supreme Court is still supreme. It is still where, under our supremacy clause, the United States Supreme Court is the law of the land on the 14th Amendment, Section 3. That's why this will go to the United States Supreme Court. It will go there on an expedited basis, that's for sure. And again, it will be interesting to see what the uh, United States uh, Supreme Court does there. Um, you go to page 32 of this opinion right here, and it does cite... Uh, uh, Justice Gorsuch uh, in a case called uh, Hassan. So recognizing that this case would find its way to the Supreme Court, what was an interesting approach here by the Colorado Supreme Court is citing one of the judges who may be someone who would otherwise, someone one who was appointed by Donald Trump and who a 14th Amendment Section 3 challenge may not necessarily be you know, be viewed in a favorable light. But this is going to the Supreme Court. This is big news, folks. And Karen, myself, Michael Popak, our team here at Legal AF will keep you up to date. 133 pages. We digested it very quickly. There's a lot for us to read and reread these decisions, but wanted to get you the news quickly, get you the analysis, get you the facts directly from that opinion. Put in the comments what you think is going to happen next. Press the thumbs up button right now as well. Um, and make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel um, and subscribe to the Legal AF podcast as well. Thank you, everybody, for watching this, and we'll see you next time with our next legal update. Ben Micellis, Karen Freeman Agnifilo, signing off. Thanks so much for watching. We're only a few subscribers short of 2 million subs. Please subscribe right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel for free and help us grow this unapologetically pro-democracy network.
Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.